So I got, I've got another. I got a. So now that we're now that we're started, I want to ask you about the wall. Okay. Oh, from last week. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just just to give uh, just to give some context, whoever whoever may be listening, after the show last week, Peter brought me to his room and showed me the wall that he meditates at. And I wanted to ask you because I, it was really funny because it took me back to like my childhood of like, you know, when I'm seven, eight years old, staying over at a friend's house and they're like super excited about the new computer game or there's, or the <laughs> and they're like, you got to come see this. You know, it's like, that was your level of excitement when you brought me in to see the wall. <laughs> you were like, this is where I do my meditations. And you sat down and it was like, you like instantly went into Samadhi. You were just like... <laughs> You retained the lotus position and began doing your thing. Yeah. So I want I want to know like what is what is that experience like for you when you're when you're sitting there? Are you what are you doing internally or what are you what are you doing? Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's it's just this this might sound oversimplistic, but it's really just leaving everything alone. So it's, it doesn't, whatever's going on with me at the time that I'm sitting there, it doesn't need my effort. Um, doesn't need me to get involved in what's, what's going on. So it's, and look, I've practiced that a lot. I don't do it all the time. Like I, I, I mess around with different, different things that I enjoy, but, um, like it just clicks into place for me. So when I do it, I'm just literally staring at a spot on a wall in like sitting. I, I'm not, I'm not doing any, I'm not really not doing anything. Um, and it's, 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 it's uh, really interesting to sort of uh, sit there and uh, you know, people that have had experience with it, like it, like it just goes away. So whatever, whatever's going on in my mind, whatever's racing around there. Um, like I just, I'll recognize it, but I won't do anything with it. And just by sitting there in that position over a period of time, everything just gets really still and really quiet. So there's no, there's, there's nothing to really mess around with. Um, for me, I, I look at it as a, a almost like a recalibration, like, um, going back to neutral so so it's kind of like so it's not like something that you like like you want to do for fun it's something like you're taking your car to the shop it's like you you go and utilize that space and and, and go into the wall when you feel the need to recalibrate yeah exactly and then my my joy in the experience happens down the road with it in the when i'm doing it where there's a uh there's a nothingness like it just goes it's just it's just, it's just all that it's just, there's nothing going on. So it just stops, like everything stops. And, um, then I can become aware of everything. Um, it showed me that practice specifically showed me what it felt like to be, uh, present to be, um, in the, in, in, in place if that makes sense. Yeah, there's this actually, I wanted to bring bring something for, for the show today, and I found it this morning, or 
yeah, whatever. And, and, but I want to, I got a couple things I want to ask you. Yeah. The exercise, before I go into this, this part that I want us to, to talk about, but where did the practice of, of, of the exercise of sitting there and staring at the spot on the wall and allowing yourself to just be, where did that come from? Where did you arrive at that idea? I'm not sure. I, it wasn't an original thing for me. I, I picked it up somewhere and I can't recall where it was. Um, I, yeah, I want to say I was, I was, uh, watching something with a friend of mine and it was a practice that someone, like, I want to say it was Zen or, or something where people would, um, in like New York city or Chicago, like really busy cities, people would, they had these places where people could go and uh, like on their lunch break. And uh, that's what they were doing. They, they were sitting in chairs uh, facing a wall and they were just looking at a spot on the wall. They were just staring and breathing at, on, at this wall. And I, I think that's where I picked it up. And then, you know, I'd been practicing just sitting for a while and uh, then I was like, well, let's see what happens with this. So I started playing around with with that. And um, yeah, I really en I, re I enjoyed I enjoyed it. Um, and that's kind of where it where that one uh, took off for me. OK, yeah, that's it's interesting, like um, the way I recalibrate is I'll, I'll do the same thing, but I'll stare at a blank page. So I'll pull up like a Word document on my computer and I'll sit there and I generally uh, I generally have to do some output to find the answer that I'm seeking. Like the moments that I can sit and stare like this morning I was or yesterday when I when I arrived here, I, I like was totally content just sitting in the living room looking at this fireplace structure like this, the, the rocks above the fireplace and just sitting there looking at it. Uh, and I and I and I wanted to ask you about the wall because <laughs> because seeing it, it's like literally like I, I I guess if I'm listening or if I'm like how to find joy in staring at a wall, it's like yeah, it's super intriguing. I didn't know if you like if it's something like you came home and you're like man, I can't wait to get in front of the wall, or if it's one of those things that you one of those tools that you have to reassociate yourself essentially. Yeah, it's. I would say for me, it's, it's probably a little bit of both, but I, I, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty quirky person in general. So like th when things like that, um, I, I see things like that. I, I genuinely become sort of interested, um, in it. And, um, you know, it, I, I don't know. I, I enjoy the roof. I enjoy the, you know, the Wim Hof stuff. I, I've practiced a lot of his, um, breathing techniques and, cold showers and you know a bunch of different um different modalities there and i just really enjoy that thing and it it you know whatever the whatever the mechanism is whatever the technique is what it, it's all it's all uh it's all moving to the same place you know it's 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 all and i use this analogy but it's like coming home it's all it's an it's like a an expedited inward journey to come home um and um, yeah, so that's kind of where it where it happened uh, for me and how I sort of look at it. And I, I, I guess 
and you can probably relate to this, but I mean, being so crazy and so chaotic uh, mentally for so long, um, you know, I just never thought it was possible to find a place of peace. I mean, even for just a couple of minutes in a day, um, I just, I didn't know that it was possible to be, uh, to, to exist for two or three minutes um, at any moment in my life. And so when, when I sit there um, and I just sit and then that, that's that feeling or that, that whatever that is, um, that whenever that peace comes to me, I, I enjoy that because I, I remember what it felt like for so long to not ever experience that. Right. So, um, it's almost like a blissful, joyful, uh, you know, thing, right. Where it's, I'm, I'm going, wow, there is absolutely no second in front of me and there is no second behind me. There, there is nothing there is there. It's, it's, it, I'm, I'm just right here and saying right here doesn't even do justification to it because like right here is already gone. It's just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in the flow of whatever, whatever's taking place. Dude, it's so, it's so wild because, uh, because because what that what that is what the exercise is 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 being aware of what's occurring within you that is not true and letting those things pass away so it's it's um and that's that brings me into the thing i want us want us to talk about because this this i think this is um this is the the i guess so for me, the meditative life is something that I can access at any time. So it's not necessarily, I don't necessarily need to be in front of the wall. There's certain places like for me, the morning time, there's specific things I like to do when I first yeah. wake up. Um, but this is this part that I wanna read is from, uh, from The Secrets for Higher Success by our man, Vernon Howard. Vern. Vern, dude. Big V. <laughs> Big V, dude, V how. <laughs> he wrote the, uh, the Mystic Path to Cosmic Power, and this is another one of his. And uh, so this is what we're talking about. He, said, he says, to think correctly and therefore beneficially, we must understand how the mind actually operates. And it, and it says, examine these two major movements. First one is consciousness. The second one is thought. So consciousness is just the experience of experiencing. And then thought is the material or the objects that arise in that consciousness. So you've got the awareness and then you got the stream of thought that may be going through. It says consciousness or awareness is clear perception, which sees things as they are. It is timeless and without division. It does not divide life into yesterday and tomorrow into you and I into German and Frenchman, into God and man. Consciousness is intelligence, freedom, and sanity. And I think that pretty much describes what you were just, I think it just reiterates what you were just describing with the yeah. law. And it says here that thought dwells in time and divides everything into opposites as shown in the above examples. But, and this is where he goes on to say that there are two kinds of thought practical thought and negative thought. So yeah, so the first thing I want to say before we go on is like that, to me, that's the meditative life. If you can understand that concept, 
you can understand how to orient yourself into alignment with what is. Yeah. So there's this thing, right? Where like, there's this idea, there's this idea that you have to be uh, like a person would have to be still or uh, silent or non like non-moving and the thing about it is is that the thing i've recognized is that i i can be in a state of movement and i can be in a state of like doing something but i can be aware of what it is that i'm actually doing like i can be there when i'm doing it so um for instance and i'll, I'll share the story because you know i've i've had uh you know extensive uh psychoanalysis work in my life and um one of the things that my therapist and she was great man i i really i thought this she was just a great great uh a great therapist um and she was a clinical clinical person and one of the things that i had struggled with for a long time was um obviously you know mindfulness but i didn't um I would forget that I would do things. So like for instance, and it, it was never, it never turned into a compulsion for me, but I would, I remember saying like, you know, sometimes I forget where my, where the keys are, or I forget to lock the door or I forget to, you know, do. And it was a constant thing for me, right? Because I was never actually there when I was doing it. And so one of the things that Sandra had said to me was anytime you're doing something, see if you can't be there for when you're doing it. So um, when you lock your car, that was the other thing. Like I, I never could remember if I locked the car or not. And um, she said, well, next time you lock the car, feel like use your senses to feel that experience. So like when you click the lock button on your, on your fob, like feel, feel that. And then watch the lights on the car blink and hear the car lock itself. And, you know, like be there for the experience of when I'm doing it. And this was like, this was fucking years ago, man. I mean, this wasn't, I was still in the midst of my craziness, but she gave me that little nugget. And, you know, sort of from that point forward, I started to, I didn't know it at the time, but I started to sort of practice some mindfulness. I started to, to use my, my senses and use my, um, use my beingness to, to experience whatever it was that I was doing. And, um, then I, I, I no longer had any issues remembering if I'd locked my car or I'd set my alarm or I'd, you know, because I started to, to practice that, okay, I'm doing this. And so the, the moral of that is, like the the mindful the the meditative life or the mind the mind uh, a life of mindfulness and awareness isn't not doing it's not it's not like i'm sitting around all the time not doing anything it's just that whenever i'm doing something i'm practicing being there for it and um you know having and experiencing that so um and there's that blend right like he talks about that the thought and the the you know, sort of the insanity of all of that. And then the actual level of consciousness where I'm able to recognize exactly what it is as it is when I'm doing it. So, um, and there's sort of that blend that, you know, that, that takes place. So um, it's not this, 
it's it's not just staring at the wall. It's it's my my whole life can be a practice of uh, uh, of just uh, you know being being around for it, which I think is kind of cool. Oh yeah, I mean that's I, I don't remember where I heard it from. I started practicing the same thing. It was with washing dishes. Yeah, any chore. I was just was like, uh, from now on, I'm going to be conscious of what it is I'm doing. And it's it, what it does is it eradicates my natural impulse to get somewhere. So it's it, it was like it was forcing me to be present for what was occurring, even though it wasn't comfortable because my mind for so long had been trying to to to, to find results, essentially. The yeah. Seek the results, seek the outcome, get to the next thing, get to the next thing. And what that did is it brought me closer and closer to experiencing the thing. Yeah, hundred percent. And and then even in just the basic in a basic meditative practice or a meditation, this that's why I don't I don't like any of the apps. I don't like any of the I don't like any of the guided meditations because there's this idea that pops in where I'm going to get something out of this experience. So, like, people will say, "Oh, meditation doesn't work." Well, what do you mean it doesn't? Like, what are you trying to get out of it? That's the that's the issue, because if I'm sitting into a if I'm sitting if I'm if I'm looking to practice meditation and I go into the meditation thinking, okay, this is going to make me more this or this is going to do this or this is going to like that has to be out the window. Like I I can't I can't go into a into my life or into a into a even just a simple meditation thinking, okay, this is going to relieve my anxiety. Or I'm going to get something out of this because if if I'm thinking about that, then it makes it really really difficult for me to even be there when I'm doing anything, because I'm always out in front of it thinking about the result of what it is that I'm doing, and that's that is the antithesis of mindfulness. That is the antithesis of uh, just being uh, being present, being being uh, being aware. Um, and that's the biggest. That's the biggest. Uh, I think it's a hurdle, to be honest. I think it's a big hurdle. And I think people get turned off by meditation because because of that. Um, well, it's it's tough because, like, you know, I was brought up in the 12-step culture, and there was always things to do when you feel a certain way. It's like when you feel this way, you do these things. And, I mean, even in just our culture at large, like, if you want a better result, you do something to get there. And um, it doesn't work that way with meditation for me. And, and the, I guess like in, in meditation is like the, even the word does a disservice to the consciousness that one can, can experience in, in, in relation to just daily living. It's not, it's not like a lotus position, eyes closed. You know, it's, yeah. I, had, I had the wrong idea about it. Yeah. See, it's like my, my, um, my heart doesn't need my opinion on how to beat 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 for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's well. That's my, go ahead. My well, my my toenails don't need my um my effort for them to grow. Like it's 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 really as simple as coming like just leaving the just leaving it alone. Like let it let it do its thing. Let it, let it work itself out. And that's what happened. Like it, it just works itself out. 
So my, my mind always goes to the negative states that we could find ourselves in, whether yeah. it be anxiety, depression, fear. And um, I think for me along this, as we've been doing these, these talks, the biggest hurdle to cross was the, was the hurdle when those negative things would arise and I would sit there and I would let it, I would let it pass without doing anything. Uh, I wouldn't write, a, write something or record something or call someone or I would just sit with it. And then over time it evolved where I could actually, I could actually be experiencing these things while also being present for what's going on around me. So I'm not even bringing in the negativity into my, the world as I'm working or whatever. Right. And, and that's, I guess I, I wanted to, I wanted to mention that because that's where what I, the growth that I've experienced has occurred. It's been recognizing when those moments had arisen and I chose to consciously experience it without escaping. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's the, a big fucking deal. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a big deal. It's almost like when you, when you're shaping steel, you know, there's heat when you're like a sword or something and you're tempering it. That's what it seems. Yeah. That's kind of what it, what it seems like it does, but, but what it, but it, it, it creates a, a, a it creates a, a, a depth of mental and emotional acuity over time. Practicing this. Yeah. Stuff. There's an element of fortitude. There's an element of, there's an, there's an element of, um, you know, picking up some, um, picking up some scars, right? Like having, having some, having some experience with, you know, walking through really challenging things internally and not, uh, not, not looking to do anything or get anything out of them, like not making any different than it, than it, than it is, than, than how it is that I'm experiencing it. And, uh, that's, uh, you know, I mean, like, that's a, that's a, that's sort of a heavy concept. Um, because it goes against everything that I'd been conditioned to, to believe or, or to, uh, to practice. Like there was, I needed to do something about everything, about everything. And no one ever, no one ever said to me, you know, Peter, just watch this stuff. Like, just, just watch it. And what ends up happening for me was that the thought turns into a thought about the thought ad infinitum. The thought, I end up thinking about thinking about thinking about thinking about thinking, and everything is either behind me or in front of me. So there's no, I'm not actually, I'm not actually there. I'm, I'm, I'm so somewhere else. And um, I just miss, I just miss life. You know, I just miss, I just missed the living experience because I, I didn't have the ability to, to be there. And I think that's, I just think that's important. I think it's a, I think it's the natural state of a human being is really what it is. I think the way I'd been living was a, I mean, that was just a, a, a you know, fabricated unnatural existence. Um, that kind of gets into some other stuff, but I mean, I'd much rather be, um, I just, I'd much rather just be here. I mean, 
it's just it's just more fun and easier dude it's crazy it's crazy how the mind works because because even like so in that space my mind will start to create thought on thought on thought which means it's attempting to fix and give itself a thought or a narrative or a line of thinking that makes me feel better. So I'll start to rationalize and tell myself positive things, but even that is a disservice because I'm, I'm, I'm playing with whatever emotional angst I may be experiencing it and, 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 and maintaining control of it. It's like, I'm the one that's decide, deciding how this is going to play out. And, th and that keeps me in my own world, which is not reality. That's the world of thought, the world of me. Yeah. Well, yeah. and the, the other piece of it too, which is really cool, like, and you touched on it when, when, when I go through those really uh, tough internal experiences and I end up having some, some ability to sit through all of that, it ends up increasing my capacity to let go and to almost just throw it overboard, like just throw it, throw it over the wall. I mean, it, it's, and and that's been such a blessing because um, I'd want to hold on to all this stuff and um, and 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 keep it close. And now it's I've been able to practice just throwing it into the deep end and saying "fuck off," like just, just yeah. It's, a, it's like an exercise in acceptance, really. Yeah, yeah. It's but like that piece of awareness is what brings it. That that watchingness and that med that meditative experience leaving it alone is what makes that it's what makes it possible for me yeah so so let me let's go into the, let's go into the this next part of it yeah because and this is something you know my mom my, actually my mom asked me about cuz i was sitting with her we were eat, we were eating lobster rolls or something and i don't know what she was on about or what was going on but uh, I, she was asking about something. And I was like, listen, uh, anything you think is not true. Anything you think is not true. And she couldn't grasp it. She's like, I don't understand. We need thought. We have to have thought for certain things. I need to, you know. And um, so this, this part actually describes what, what I couldn't describe to mom. Ma, if you're out there and you're listening, love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, hopefully this can help clarify. <laughs> because I couldn't. You know, I couldn't really, you know, the, Vernon does it better. He says there's two kinds of thought, which can be defined as follows. There's two kinds. There's practical thought, and then there's negative thought. And it says we employ practical thought when conducting business, when driving a car or cooking dinner or doing any of the dozens of usual tasks in our day. This is the correct use of thought for it serves practical purposes. Negative thought is any thought which is self-damaging, which is foreign to our true nature, and which takes us away from either consciousness or practical thought. And this is, and he gives some examples, and this, this one example he gave changed the game for me, because I didn't realize I'd been doing it, but he says the number one example is daydreaming. Daydreaming is one, fear, self-pity, resentment, vanity, self-deception, jealousy. A healthy, happy, and awakened mind alternates naturally between consciousness and practical thought. I am washing the dishes. I'm putting the kitchen on the frying pan or the chicken on the frying pan. But the, the, the thing that jumped out at me 
just then was the daydreaming part. I used to think like, you know, we did the vision board. I used to think that it was like, like I needed to imagine myself in these states of, of being or these states of success. I needed to, I needed to, and I didn't realize that, um, I didn't realize how much I was daydreaming, how much I was creating characters or envisioning people in my life doing certain things. And like, it just was, it was some, something I never realized was something that wasn't helpful. It says, watch your own mind and the minds of other people just to see how true this is. Once this is seen clearly, your life changes swiftly and delightfully for this is the secret of secrets. As an aid, and he just gives an aid basically, but yeah, for me, that's, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's recognizing consciousness, awareness, and seeing when I'm thinking and observing it, witnessing it. So for me, for me, I, I feel that the idea of practical thought, um, is an alignment with my life that a, a practical thought is in alignment with my life and that um, there's there's certainly a hint of, of subjectiveness in that because what's practical like what's practical can be different I think for people you know people depending upon where they are like things that were practical for me when I was in college are different from where I am today that are are like so this idea of, of being practical i think can change but when it comes to the vision and it comes to like for me that stuff isn't those aren't daydreams like i i know what a i know what a daydream is cuz i used to do a lot of it but when i'm looking at my life and i'm looking at what it is that I'd like to experience in my life and applying energy into the future, if you will, like it's not even future because it's, it's like right now though. So it's, there's this, for me, I, that's practical. That, that, that is a practical thing. So when I do, a, when I do a vision board or when I do um, like that is a hundred percent practical, there's nothing that's, there's nothing that's uh, daydreamy about that. That, like, a daydream for me would be, you know, I used to go to one of my tricks to go to sleep was, I would, uh, I'd like play, I'd play golf in my head. So I would, I would like play perfect golf in my mind, like over and over again. Like I, I would. I grew up at this at this club in in Minnesota and I knew all the holes and I just would play I'd see myself like playing perfect golf all the way through and like I've played a lot of golf in my life but I've yet to play around like I ever played in my head. <laughs> you know what I mean like there was an element of there was an element of 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 of, of dreaminess there. And um and certainly maybe a bit of grandiosity, which I think is also a version of, of daydreaming. I mean, it's 
So when I, when I do a vision board, for instance, like that's, that's an extremely practical experience for me. That is something that I'm aligning my energy with to create an experience in my life. Like knowing that, knowing that it's already here, it's, it's already available for me right now. It's, 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 I don't mean to sound too esoteric, but it, it's an alignment of, it's an, it's an alignment of energy in my life. Right. And, um, well, that's, but it, that's the thing, though. That's an, it's a an, uh, vision board or an I, creating an ideals list and, and, and writing out and looking at what it is you're hoping to realize and experience. That's an action. This isn't it's not necessarily daydreaming. Yeah, 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 that, yeah exactly. Ex exactly my point. So um, I'd be interested to hear what Big V talks like, what he would say about about visions and what he would say about the power of thought and maybe get him and. Um, you know, um, the guys from the secret, um, on a, on a talk show and, uh, have a chat about, about, um, about vision. Right. Um, I, I would just be curious to see what he has to say about that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's at least. Yeah. Cause there's this, there's this thing, right. That there's this, there's this dichotomy almost between, uh, being a leaf that's just floating around in the wind. And then this other side that's like, well, um, you can put wings on the leaf and you can put um, like a homing system on the leaf and you can you can actually use the the natural environment and the natural energy to drift and, and move towards something specifically. So and I, I'm on this I'm on the side of being able to work with work with the universe and work with work with my life itself um but that's that's what tripped me out when we did the vision board exercise was it was totally different than everything i'd seen or heard from the secret guys or vernon howard or any of them it was this was something where the exercise itself was drawing out things i didn't know about me yes so in essence it was an act of discovery and it was a, a it was a it was an act of actualization and then the piece that the piece that was so profound about it for me was as we did it and as I felt it and I knew it to be true in that moment, what we were doing, letting go of it as soon as it was over. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's almost like our conversations are a continuation of that vision board that we started with. It's just yeah. because there's two things happening. One. The internal, the internal experience has to get sorted out. So you, so it, at least what has happened with me since we've started this, peace, contentment, joy, presence, these are regular attributes of my everyday experience, regardless of what I'm doing externally. So the inner, the inner stuff has been sorted out. And then the external stuff seems to be occurring in relation to what it was I was orienting towards. Yeah. And it like like you had said early on, and I think what all these guys say is it comes to you, it starts to show up, it presents itself. But but it presents itself because at least what I've been experiencing now, and I want to ask you about this is what I want to ask you about day to day experience, what that's like for you, because I'd like to go into a little of Taoism. Um, but but for for me, it's it's almost as if because I'm because I'm because I'm I, I'm feeling better and vibrating at a, at a higher frequency 
regardless of what may be going on in my life, it makes it so I'm able to, um, not able to, but it seems like these things are naturally attracting themselves into my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I wanted to, and I want to ask you, so one of the things that I've started noticing happening and this, and, and this relates to like the consciousness of when I wash my, when I watch my hand do, when I watch myself do things, when I'm conscious for what I'm doing, I start to see that I'm actually being done. The hands are doing the dishwashing on their own. I'm conscious for the movement. I'm conscious for the flow of the water. It's almost like my, and, and I wanted to describe mine before you give your day-to-day -day experience, just so I could bite the bullet first. But, but for me, it's like, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> but, but for me, it really does feel like I'm in this Taoist, I'm living this Taoist life of non-action where, where I, I'm present for what is occurring and things occur, are occurring spontaneously through me and around me and I get to experience it. Um, it almost feels, it almost feels as if my day-to-day -day experience is being done. Yeah. And the, and the, I, and I guess the peace that I find is in the moments throughout the day, just, just being present for it and going like, wow, I really don't have to do it. I used to have to, I felt like I always had to do so much all the time. And it's like, no, you can relax. You can take it easy. Things are being done. You don't have to run the world. You don't have to make everything get where you need it to get. And it just seems like everything has just become easier and easier and easier. The longer I've been practicing this stuff. Right. It's taken, it's now it's at that, that's why I say it's Taoist for me. My experience seems to be Taoist because it's like non-effort, like non-effort. And that doesn't make sense when you read the Tao Te Ching, when you read these passages and like, and, and I can feel it when I started reading them, but I didn't like, it's like a weird paradox of a poem thing. It's like you read it and you're like, I have no idea what it says, but, but, it, but I, I can feel it. <laughs> it's now I'm beginning to live it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that has to, like, I think that is a byproduct that is a result of doing all the stuff we've, we've just been talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think the, I think the, the, the piece that's really cool is that at least from my perspective and just sort of observing, I mean, you've gotten involved with it. So it's, it's not this, it's not this thing of um, of just sort of going to a twenty minute class Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know, it it's 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 grappling with this stuff for myself and putting it into my life, and then seeing sort of where it is. And I mean, we've had many conversations where there's been difficult things that you've experienced and difficult things that I've experienced. Um, but, you know, it's the continuation of going through that and continuing to practice, uh, you know, practice these things, pra practice this, this stuff, and then let, let the inside sort of take care of itself. Let, let the, 
let the dirt and the grime and the baggage and the, all of the toxic stuff just sort of uh, be removed, you know? And that's the, that's the cool, that's the cool part about it. Um, when I can start to actually experience some of the things that I've read or maybe experience some of the things that people have said from their own experience. And then I start to look at it and go, yeah, man, like, I know what you're talking about. I understand what it is that you're talking about. Um, but have it be, have it be, um, have it be not even mine, but have, but just have it be for me. Um, and that's the fucking deal. That's the individual, that's the individual life, right? That connects me and makes me a part of everything that's going on. Um, it's just really cool. Like, I mean, you just, I never thought it was possible. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it wants to occur. Like this yeah, it's is natural. Yeah. It's, it's natural. I'm not having to like try yeah. to do this. It's something that's wanting to be done. Yeah. It's not work. Yes. It's not, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a chore, you know, it just starts happening. So you mentioned seeing the world as yourself. Yeah. So for me, um, I think for like any, any human being, like, and I should say this because I, I don't, I don't see anything as permanent anymore. So I, I don't see. I don't see something staying in place. Um, there's this, there's this constant blend that's going on with myself and the world and how I experience my own life. And there's these different things that sort of float around. Like, I mean, you could boil it down to the two, the two forms of thought, the practical thought, and the negative thought and so there are times where on a day-to-day -day basis i'm very much in practical thought and i'm very much um present for everything that's going on um and then there are also days that get linked together from time to time where i fall asleep and i start to think i need to get something I start to think I need to do something. I start to think I need to fix something. And then all of a sudden, practical thought goes out the out the window and I become a daydreamer again. And so, uh, and I just prefer that, I, like for me, I just say that I, I just fell asleep. I, I just became, you know, just super sleepy. And, but the thing that I've recognized is that as I've continued to put the stuff in my day-to-day -day living, I always end up moving to a new place of depth. So I always end up coming into a place where I can look back at the track record and go, wow, like I, I would never respond to that this way. Or I would never, I wouldn't have seen that last year at this time like there's no way i would have seen seen that and all that does is it shows me that 
even though there are times where I don't, even though there, there are still times in my life where I'm not available as much as I would like to be, I'm, I'm continuing to grow and I'm continuing to, to recognize my own humanness and that to accept my humanness, my, my capacity to accept my own humanness has greatly increased. You know, it's crazy. You, you mentioned the, the, you see things as impermanent. You yeah. see, see everything as passing in a state of fluidity or flux or change. Everything's just. Yeah. And I used to say this all the time. I used to, I used to firmly believe that people don't change. And I just, now I'm started to realize like, you, you said it would happen when we started talking about this stuff, but you said, I need to change. Nobody else is the problem. I need to change. And I've started noticing that as I've put myself in a position to be changed, people are changing. Like it, it is that, it is that uh, it's a weird thing. It's like you would think that the external world was static. You would think that, that it would be very difficult for somebody in your life to change. But as I've changed, everything around me is changing. The way I see things, the way I experience people, it's, and that's why I think it goes back to that, to the idea of the karma thing is you are what you do and you are what's happening. In essence, like when you put yourself in a position uh, to dig into some of this stuff, the world becomes yourself. Like everything is, um, almost like a reflect a refractor or like some like a it's almost as if it's a like i like the idea of impermanence because for me it's like a light a light show or like a, a play like a play of of um because it's just person like this is the, the personality is is something it's, it's like there's no such thing it's just it's just an expression of something depending on a mood or, or circumstance you may be in, but it's not who you actually are. Yeah. And I think, I think oftentimes there's this idea of change. Um, there's this idea of change in terms of, of, of being, uh, uh, being better or being more positive or whatever, but oftentimes I mean, if I look back at when I was really sick and uh, my my sickness just got worse, like it just, but it was still changing. I was still seeing the world less and less and less and less and less, right? And, but it was, I was still changing as a, as a character. Um, and every everything changed, you know, I mean, people have new ideas about things or people like it's just it's always changing. Thought changes, ideas change, um, locations change like it's all it all changes. The, I mean, if you if you took a if you took a coffee table that was made out of solid oak and you put it in the middle of your uh, middle of your apartment and then you know, 25 years later, you came back and in that 25 years, you'd never touched it. It wouldn't look the same as it did when you left it there. It changed, it, it, it would change. 
it, it would change. And then even like if you wanted to go deeper, like on a molecular energy level, it changed. Right. So, I mean, it, everything, everything is always in a constant change and, and I'm in a constant change. Like my, my whole thing is in a constant, I mean, for God's sakes, my, I mean, what is it? Your, your body rebuilds itself like every 20 years or something like the. Yeah. New skin, new cells every seven. Every seven. Yeah. So, I mean, it, so you're, but I'm, that's you, a change. So, so when you're in the meditative or the contemplative space, you're, you're, I want to, I want to try to say this correctly, but that nothingness, the stillness, the silence, um, that's, that's a, that's a space that doesn't change and everything that manifests from it is in constant change. Yeah. So when you sit in the seat of consciousness or the seat of the self, the, the big capital S self, that's where you are. Yeah. And that hasn't, that, that, that hasn't changed since people have been writing about it. <laughs> that's what I was trying to get at last episode. We finally got here. That's what I'm trying to, I was trying to understand. And so the, the, the point of that is my, what changes, what changes is my perception, my perception uh, in my life, like my perception of my life will change. So the, but who I really like, who I really am, doesn't change. I I I can't I can't get away from who I really am. There there is. It's the day I was born is the day I started to to decompose. Right, like the day the. I just planted some new like some sage and rosemary, some seeds. And I remember like putting the seeds into the into the soil and I'm thinking, as soon as these sprout, they're on their way to death. So that that external thing changes, but what's what's allowing those sprouts to be uh, to be born and enter into that journey is the same. That doesn't that 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 can't change so it's again it's the it's the it's this up and down thing it's this left and right thing it's this the whole the whole external environment the whole external world my 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 thoughts all of that changes but who i am on a cellular level who i am on a on an actual beingness level is the same it's the same as you it's the same as that tree it's the same as everything you see what i'm saying yeah i i know i'm yeah it's it's so i really i guess part of the reason why i like 
talking about this stuff or like expressing it is because I'm, I'm interested to see if it can be communicated in a way that anybody could understand because it is really esoteric. Yeah. It's, it, it's out there. It, it's out there for the, for the mind to, to play with. Um, I, I mean, I get, I know exactly what you're saying. Like you're, you're saying that, that, you see, and it's even tough to tough to come. It's just it's like a challenge to try to describe something that's indescribable. But it's the undercurrent of all that is this. And, and I think the word consciousness is a good word for it. Yeah, because we wouldn't be here without it. Yeah. Um, but that energy field, whatever that is, that allows consciousness to occur is that that's that space of silence, that space of uh that what do they call it in Zochen meditation Bruce Lee referred to it as the void yeah it's essentially at the deepest levels of meditation you you arrive you arrive at pure stillness because you are the you are the fabric that allows all movement to occur yeah and I think there's even I believe there to be even deeper levels of of that and there's plenty of documentation of people that have experienced that um yeah i mean yeah there's just a lot of stuff out there of what of what is really going on and who i really am um and i don't i don't know if i'm interested in going going there but you know i mean <laughs> At the end of it, I, I think the, I think it comes down, I think it comes down to the individual life experience. I think it comes down to the individual life experience, how each person in their own way would like to experience their life. And neither one is right or neither one is wrong. I don't think it, I don't think it particularly matters the the difference is is you know being involved in that um and being aware of that and being able to come more into an to a, a a place of alignment with you know what's really going on and uh all i can say for myself is that's been just a beautiful beautiful thing i mean that's been really cool there's been less and less conscious separation and it allows me to sort of look at this stuff and look at the world and look at my life uh quite a bit differently than i ever had and ever ever could have you know um but i i think for me i, I mean that that's really what it is it's it's how does each individual uh you know want to live their lives and um and do that i i don't know if it if it matters uh you know what it is or like i, I don't it's a concept it, it's a conceptual thing you know like yeah i mean i think it's i think it's it's just because of the time that we live in it's moving it's moving from the idea of having power into being powered yes if you have something you can lose it yeah but if, and if you and if you lose something you look for it yes 
which is which is yeah which is and that's that's really what's as far as i can see that's really what's taking that that's taken place in our world and it's been um increased exponentially from the time i was in elementary school to you know the time that i'm that i'm living now and what most people are doing is looking for what's been lost and what's been lost is who a person really is and so that just shows itself as things get faster on the material level as more and more things come into play that stimulate my mind and stimulate the chemistry of my body the more and more that chase grows and um you know i think that's that's just the way it, that's just the way it, it is i mean it's just the way it's it's been going so um the only way that i could break free of that was uh well i mean i was i i had to I had to, uh, I had to have everything be gone. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> there, I mean, I, that I had to have it all, it all gone. Um, but, um, and I don't think that, a, I don't think that has to be, it has to be that way, but. No, it definitely doesn't. Um, there's just this, and that, that's really, that's really going back to the meditation piece that really is. I can't stress how powerful that is, like how, how strong that, it, you know, and I'll talk to my friends about it, you know, and I don't, I don't talk about it much, but sometimes friends of mine will be interested in maybe experiencing themselves a bit differently than they have, they have been for a long time. And I'll recommend or make a suggestion to stare at a spot on a wall and sit there for as long as you can. And, um, you know, it's amazing the pushback that, uh, that I, I, I receive from that little comment, you know? Well, that's why uh, I think things like this are important because people want to know the rules of the rules. They want to know that the game is. And so when you can describe what is occurring as you're looking at that wall for someone, then they'll have something to work with. Yeah. So do you want, do you want me to just say that? Every single time somebody asks, <laughs> what? Yeah. So I should just should I just say that next time? <laughs> no, I mean it's just it's um no, I don't think that's the thing too. Is like I don't think there's anything that can be said. Like people will want to know, or, and they'll figure it out, or they won't. You know. Yeah, and if it's just. I mean, look, if it's just chipped away at, if it's just chipped away at, and there's a new, there's a new action pattern that starts to get introduced, then it, it changes. It, it, it just changes. The character changes and the life changes, how I experience my life changes. So it's, it's really, you know, it doesn't, doesn't take a lot. It's not a, a time thing. It just, just the actual ability in doing it and 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 
giving it a go, really. You know? But I mean, when I when I sit down and look at the wall, man, I mean, it, I mean, it. Yeah, and even like talking to you about it, it sounds a bit bizarre. Um, it's it's not though. It's if you see what's going on, if you know what's going, like yeah, hearing it yeah. from the outside looking in, you know. Yeah. But just sitting there staring at a spot, just just staring at a spot in the on a wall. And then seeing what happens, it's it's fascinating. It is absolutely fascinating what happens. It 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 just, the, I mean, just the, just the emotions and the thoughts and the the feelings and the, I mean, it it really is. And look, I've done it. I've done it in a variety of different states. I've done it where I can barely eat because I'm so locked up. And I've done it where I could hang out there all fucking weekend. Right. Like I've done, I mean, the polarity of being able to sit there for 90 seconds and that's just an arbitrary number, but you know what I'm saying? And then being able to sit there and all time's gone. There is no, there is not there. I mean, it, I, I could stay there as long, as long as you, you want to stay there for two weeks. Yeah. So, but the wall, the wall exercise didn't introduce itself into your life till 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 after your ego death, though. Yeah. Yeah. But see, well, so what so what happened was, is that I didn't understand for a long time how how it fucking came back. So, like, I didn't understand. I didn't understand the idea of this character that I'd been carrying around because the character was gone. So then my my experience with meditation didn't start until the character started to rebuild itself. Because I started looking at it, and I'm going, what the fuck, man? I mean, I've hung out here now for a good year plus with nothing going on. There's There's just nothing around. Like, there's nothing. There was no Peter to manage. There was no, I didn't have to think about anything. And then all of a sudden, I started to feel that shit again. I started to feel the, the, the fear and the anxieties and the resentments and this emotional turmoil. And I'm, I'm, I remember being aware of it. And when you haven't lived, when you've lived in that for so long, and then all of a sudden you have a reprieve for a long period of time where that's not there. And like on a day-to-day experience, I'm just excited to jump out of bed and see what the day brings, you know, like. That's an amazing thing. And but then all of a sudden it starts creeping itself back in this. And I'm I was looking at it going, what the fuck? Like what? Why is why? How did I come back? And I sort of grappled with that for a while because I knew what I was in a way. I knew what I was experiencing. But then as soon as the character started to rebuild itself and it all happened, right, because all of a sudden the external world started to change for me where the, like the job got better and um, I was employable again and people wanted to be around me and I started dating again and like women wanted to spend time with me. And it was, you know, it was just like this, 
fucking thing. And, and it all happened as a result of that's where all that stuff was attracted to me. Like you talked about it. It, it came into my life. If enough people tell you they like you, you start to believe you exist again. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So then I started to have this character again and I started to have rights and I had to defend those rights. <laughs> right. Cause I, I, I had to defend, I had to defend this character. Right. <laughs> and so then, but then I started, I picked it up from someone that shared a similar experience and was saying that that's what had happened. And I said, wow, that's what's happened for me too. I didn't understand where it came from. And then he gave me that, that piece. And so then I started practicing with meditation, not to get rid of the character, but just to start practicing meditation. Like I just, I wanted to, I wanted to just sit there, you know, I mean, I didn't, so the idea of meditation was explained to me as well. You brush your teeth, right? And I said, yeah, every day, like twice a day. And um, he said, well, do you think about brushing your teeth? And when you brush your teeth, do you think about um, having, like keeping your teeth clean so you don't get cavities? Or I'm like, no, I honestly go into brushing my teeth with thinking about there's no result. I just brush my teeth. I'm not thinking about my next dentist appointment or I'm not thinking about my teeth are bad or I'm just brushing my teeth. There's nothing behind brushing my teeth. It's just the action of brushing my teeth. And he said, well, that's what meditation is. So you just sit. I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Like, so now I can just sit. He's like, yeah, you just sit. You don't have to do anything. You just sit there. And then I started sitting. And. Then I started to recognize all of the thoughts that were that I had identified with this character. And then I started to see where all of this emotional disturbance and emotional turmoil and where my actions started coming out of again. So for me, the meditation piece and playing around with different modalities and different practices was really recognizing what's true and recognizing what's false. And so I saw this character as being false. And there's a song and I'll send you this song, but they played it yesterday in yoga and it's, it's really cool. And at the end of the song, it's sort of like a hippie mystical, like, you know, like, <laughs> like tune, but the lyrics are really interesting. And what he says is he goes, I didn't transcend my ego. I came into a partnership with it. Like, or I became, I became best friends with it. Can't remember the exact wording, but. And what that, what, what that sh showed me was exactly what happened in my life because I, I didn't, I didn't transcend my character or transcend my ego. I came, I, I became friends with it. Like, so the true self of who I am became friends with this, with this character that was causing these, these um, states of turmoil in my life, you know? Mm. Um, and I, I just, I, I don't know. I, 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 ever since then, I've never tried to get rid of myself again. Like I didn't need to get rid of me. I didn't need to get rid of Peter. It was more like, I just need to watch Peter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just yeah. need to, I just need to hang out with it for a while and observe it and uh, see, see what it's rooted in, see where it's, where, where is it grounded? Where, where is it? And, um, and I love that. I love that line. I love coming this idea of coming into, into a, like a friendship or a partnership with,
my character. Uh, and that I've had very little like acute prolonged suffering from that, from that point. I've never, I've never suffered on a, I haven't suffered on a, on a, on a massive scale ever since then for sure. Yeah. Man, I think that's why the, I think that's why they call it the third eye because it's inside. Yeah. It's, we just don't, you know, like it's because my eyes are focused outwardly and my ears are listening out there. It's everything's so ex like I'm I guess I'm evolved to be able to survive in this external world, you know, with these senses. Uh, but uh, but acclimating that third eye or, or looking within looking within oneself to observe the thoughts and the feelings and the narratives and the characters that we may believe we are. Yeah. And that goes back to big V man. That goes back to his stuff. Mm. Identifying the practical thought and the negative thought. And that's exactly what happened for me because the negative thought started coming. I started to experience that again because I hadn't experienced it for a long time. Right. So I started to experience this negative stuff and myself again. And um, I was just going, whoa. At first, I was a little disappointed because because <laughs> I thought it, but and that disappointment was coming out of the character too. But I was a little disappointed because um, I was hoping that maybe I could just float like that for the rest of my life experience. And, um, and then no. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but that dude, that's back to big V dude, Vernon. It's reading his stuff. He, he, the way he writes makes it see. And like what you said, you said, you say as time is going forward, your life is getting easier and easier and easier. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's almost like, um, I guess for me, it, it's, I guess I lived a lot of years not realizing I was thinking like, or not, not, not having any separation from uh, the, or the, the body of the, or the me or the Adam, like my thoughts and my feelings and my actions. And it was all just one. I was just trying to make my way through this thing. I wasn't yeah. aware that I was, I wasn't aware of myself objectively. Yeah. So the, I was at this meeting today, right? I went to this meeting and the topic was on restraint of tongue and pen. And I was just listening, listening to the group, like listening to everybody everybody sort of talk about their experience and it it just dawned on me that I don't create a lot of disharmony anymore like I don't create a lot of confusion in my life any as as much anymore you know like there's this stuff just fucking happens. It just starts happening. If I get involved in some of these practices and I start putting this stuff in my life, like it just starts to flow and it starts to happen. And all of a sudden, you know, like I get a text message 
from someone and it's not a message that I necessarily want to, you know, like I, I didn't like what was written, but I, I don't react to it anymore. I don't have to react and impulsively fly off the handle uh, because of my mind. There's this space that's there and it's like, Hey, thanks for your message. I'm not in a place right now where I can respond. I'll get back to you later. And I'm going, how the fuck did I do that? <laughs> like, like, where does that, like, where does, but you see what I'm saying? Like this, the, the behaviors and these things start happening where I'm, I'm being practical, right? The practical thought of I'm not in a position where I can, I can have a conversation about this, not in a place where I can respond to this and I'm not going to react, Right. I'm going to res- I'm going to respond when I'm ready to respond and now is not the time for me to be doing that. I mean just that's just amazing, right? Mm. Like that's just a little example, but the restraint of tongue and pen, this ability this ability to keep my head while all the, all uh, all the others are going crazy to respond rather than react. And uh you know and I said like when I talked I was like, you know, there there's nothing wrong. Like, I don't think reacting is negative. I, I don't think that it is a bad thing, but I'm not interested in living that way anymore because I reacted my whole life and I, I wore that welcome out. I, I just, it, it's just not a preference anymore. Because the reactions still occur. It's just, it's how we're choosing to handle it. that changes. Yeah. Yeah. That space. Yeah, that, that there's that there's like that, that buffer. There's that that buffer of there's that buffer of the reaction and the doingness of it. Right. And all of a sudden there's this space there where it almost takes the thought like uh, it's got a longer road to travel before it gets to me, you know. And when it's coming my way, I'm like. Yeah, this isn't a good time for me to, to respond to this. Mm. And that's that stuff that wasn't that wasn't stuff that I ever worked on. You know, I never worked on that. I never tried to fix that. That was that stuff that just happens as a result of doing, you know, staring at a spot on the wall. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right? Like, well, yeah, uh, this has been the first of a, of a few Zooms we're going to do. Hey. We just get in where we fit in, man. We just, we just, we're just going to keep the, keep it rolling. <laughs> keep it rolling. Uh, namaste. I'm going to stop the recording. Day after day, 
love turns gray like the skin of a dying man. A night after night, we pretend it's all right, but I have grown older and you have grown colder, and nothing is very much fun anymore. Dry as a funeral drum. <laughs> <laughs> 